you've made it to the Lost in Translation podcast. Good chance you were looking for something else, but you've landed here. Three Jesus-loving men who are bringing more heat than this trumpet line. Pre-recorded live from Whitehall Studios on the Gold Coast, it's now time to get comfortable and possibly offended with Brody, Scott and Dan. All right, we're back, we're back. Thanks for joining us. Lost in Translations. I'm Scott. To my right is Dan Pikea. To my left is Brody Bucall. Uh, for those listening on and watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, do all the things you need to do to keep uh, getting this content. The people have spoken and Scott <laughs> is anchoring. <laughs> Thank you for all those emails. Thank you, Mum. Yes. Thank you, Kirst. My, my, my son's been asking me, when are they going to let you anchor down? Like, I'm, I'm just being humble. Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> yes. uh, we've got a good topic tonight. Bro- broken vessels. Um, I was reading Philippians through the week and just, you know, you read through the Bible every now and again, you could read a passage 20, 30 times and something just pops out at you. And I'm going to read it out and then counteract it with something else so philippians chapter 1 verse 15 to 18 and paul says it's true that some preach christ out of envy and rivalry but others out of goodwill blah 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 and he goes on and he basically he's he's calling out people for preaching the gospel with impure motives or the incorrect motives Mm. which i thought was interesting because I, i i really struggle with this concept now i think it's obvious we're all broken vessels but I think over the last 12 to 18 months, we've seen a lot of high-profile <coughs> leaders fall. And you, got, you ask the question, that, you know, from the outside looking in, they've got these very successful ministries. I've been blessed personally. I think of Ravi Zacharias. I've been blessed personally by things that he's said and books that he's released and, and the content that comes out of that, that, that organization. And then you hear things that have been going on for years and years, and you're like, what, what's going mm. on here? Like... Um, you know, God, could we not have like stopped this earlier? I, I, I don't know that question. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. And Paul, you know, and Paul says here he's talking to the Philippians. Now, I think we, to keep it in context, we've got to be careful. He's talking about a local situation here, so this doesn't apply to everything. But in this context, he's saying people are coming in, they're preaching Christ with mm. the wrong motives. But I'm okay with it because the gospel was preached. We flip that around and we go to Galatians. And, you know, the context of Galatians is people have come in after he's basically planted or started that church and they're saying, hey, to be saved, you need to be circumcised. And they're trying to say, you need to come back to the law and these are the things you need to do, mm. not the freedom that uh, that Paul's been talking about. And he basically says, you know, those guys are going to be under God's curse for speaking the message that way. Mm. So we've got the, the, the two ends of the spectrum. We've got modus versus the gospel or the context of the gospel and it seems that <laughs> seems that Paul's okay with wrong motives as long as the gospel's preached in a pure way. And I, and I think of like Ravi Zacharias and those those <coughs> ministries. Say, does that apply to them? What do you think, Dan? Well, I think it's a it's a pretty amazing. It is an intriguing topic because I struggle with it as well. And I, you mentioned before that we're all fundamentally flawed. None mm. of us can mm. fly around a room, and we all have our frailties and. But Paul is very clearly in um, Philippians is is saying, "Listen, I'm actually okay." Mm. He says, "I rejoice if I 
at the end of Philippians 1, 15 verse 8, he <laughs> says, yeah, I will rejoice that the gospel's been preached even if it's from a, a wrong motive, a wrong agenda, a wrong heart. And uh, he said, I'll continue to rejoice in that because Christ is still being preached. So I, for me, I'm, I'm with you. I, I struggle with it uh, and I wrestle with it myself because I always see like to think that God is all about motive and agenda. I said that a lot <laughs> to people. Motive and agenda really matters to God. Mm. Um, and so <laughs> this seemingly flies in the face of... I don't know how many people I've said that actually to on different varying things, not just preaching the gospel. Um, but I have definitely said I believe God is very, very interested in motives and agenda. So um, Paul's kind of punching me in the face saying, well, I'm all good with it, mm. it seems to me. Uh, the other thing that is mentioning there is he does say in Galatians, he sees it as a, he, he uses the word different gospel. Yeah. So I think there is a definitive difference between preaching a false gospel as opposed to preaching the gospel, although the motive and agenda could be skew or out of whack. So I think it's clear we make that defining difference because the false, a false gospel, mm. which we probably could track down that road and go, man, is a false gospel being preached now? Just with, a, with a really pure heart. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Clear as mud. Yeah. 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 What's your thoughts, Brady? Um, yeah, I think um, the idea that, yeah, the idea that the message is still getting out there, I think when, when uh, impure motives come out, um, it doesn't so much hurt the people who have been blessed in the past. What it does do is damage the... Um, the what's the word damage damages the image of christianity in yeah. today's culture in today's world so i would say paul speaking back then um i don't know compared to now yeah, how true. people view uh, you're already up against it that's a good point because yeah. i agree because you think in that in the context of when he wrote that there was zero ability for it to go global mm. it was in a local church context mm, yes with in a letter, a, yeah, in a letter, yeah. we don't know how many you know really people are in that context or, or the reach of that, but in our generation today, mm. uh, man, something like that comes out and it goes, you know, it goes, it goes global in a matter of nanoseconds. True, yeah, that that was my thought. The the fallout globally. So if you know, you know, lucky boys are saying if we were only to judge the motive and say, you know, at the end of the day, all the good things that have come out of Ravi Zacharias's ministry have they been erased? Because mm. of the public fallout and the how much of this is happening now with the, the gospel, that someone who's either got a bugbear with Christ or the gospel, or is looking for ammo to fire at it, they're saying, "Hey, what? Are you guys? Are you guys legit?" Mm, I think they got. So the, yeah, you look at Ravi and um, some of the other guys that have fallen. <coughs> like you said, everyone's flawed. So yeah. I think anyone at any time can probably fall. But man, the gospel is good. Like what Ravi was, what he did and said yep. and preached and impacted on people, that was all good. And I, I, I think he can probably get twisted in motive. I don't think he's, I don't think his motive yeah, or agenda was probably off. Him as a person, though, there were some massive character flaws that weren't addressed. So I don't think he would say, I wouldn't put him in the category of someone who preached the gospel with an impure motive to get rich. Yeah. There's heaps of those guys. I think he was someone who preached the gospel really well, but had some crazy character flaws that weren't being addressed. 
It's a good point. We're different. Yeah, they are different. <coughs> Except there's cats out there. Yeah, with the money issue. Yeah, who yes. were just preaching and selling and preachers with speakers. The, the, <laughs> other, like the other challenge would be though, say with Ravi, and it's mm. it's it's far, I've read some of the the material that the lawyers put out and <coughs> Ravi Zacharias Ministries put out and I'm sure tens of thousands of people read it. Yeah. But it, it does stipulate and say things there that he was you know, manipulating Absolutely. people. And oh, with them, with you, um, with uh, like religious yes. dialogue. Yeah, saying if you if you say something or yeah. do something, you're going to ruin the salvation or yeah, that's heavy. X amount of people. So although maybe there wasn't ulterior motives money-wise, there was definitely... Um, he was using that to manipulate. Was, yeah, he was using the gospel. Mm. That's heavy. Which is crazy <laughs> yeah, stuff. That's, I read that one. Oh, that, that's pretty pretty rank. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's pretty chronic. And do you th- how, how far into... Um, the hole, it, like how far into digging the hole is that stuff coming out? Though yep. I, I, I don't know if he used that at the start, but yeah. I just think you know it's like I, that one percent over time. Yes. All of a sudden, before you know, because I do, I do one hundred percent believe the gospel in and of itself is untainted, pure, powerful. Yep. Um, you know, it's anointed. It's amazing. It's the it's the word of God. It's just life. the people who mess it, it up. Yes, it's the people, but. The challenge with that is, yeah, the people that that when we do mess it up, the world doesn't can't separate that. Yeah. I don't think they have the ability to separate. I think they yeah. just see it one and the same. Oh, that's man, you proclaim to preach that, but you live like this. Mm. It's all screwed up. But I, I like a, I still think his messages uh, are powerful. Is the word? Um, it's like a guy called Mike Guglielmucci a lot of mm. years ago wrote a song called Healer. And, you know, it's, it's public, everyone knows about it, so it's not like I'm talking about something that nobody, you can Google it or whatever, but he wrote amazing song. I think I still love that song today, mm. although the circumstances of it being written, mm. you know, he was, you know, lying to everybody and had a huge addiction with porn and other issues, but he, I still see the song as powerful, mm. you know, because it's anointed, there's something about it. So, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, yeah. mm. all that motive and agenda, but... Man, the gospel still remains good and powerful. So I've got, I've got a friend of mine who has done the math. So he was an atheist for quite, for many, many years, um, responded to preaching in an altar call mm. from someone and was saved um, while that per- particular person was preaching. <coughs> and he's done the math. So that, that there was a fallout from that particular person. Mm-hmm. It was caught in adultery. He was in adultery at the time mm. that he has responded to his altar call. And so for him, he's had to kind of, he's like, okay, so I'm dividing up, like you say, I'm dividing up the weight of the gospel and I'm almost seeing that existing on its own and, and our yeah, our brokenness. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, you're going to say something? It's, just, it's incredible how, it's mind-boggling how God can still use us. I just think, I think that's even a good thing, like what you were just saying then, yeah. for to work out that it's this guy was corked at the time. Yeah. But I found Christ through what yeah. he was saying, yeah. and it kind of the best part of the full circle is that's because it's got nothing to do yeah. with the guy yeah. saying Great it. Great point. I remember when my um, being young and my parents really followed Jimmy Swaggart. <coughs> so I think I think we're pointing, yeah, Jimmy Swaggart. I he still watch him like, sometimes. Jimmy Whoa. and his son Dottie. Yeah. Oh, his sons. Yeah. Go, go I'm son. Sorry. I mean, Get if it. you're watching, I got a bone. I got issues with you. I'm <laughs> just saying it. But if you, not a fan. To you, but if you buy a book, we have. <laughs> <laughs> you buy the book for $60, we'll yeah. send it. No, sorry. 
Yeah, I just remember mum and dad saying I was a bit young at the time, but how much it rocked them when yeah. when oh, he fell. Um, prostitute and all that. Was yeah. it prostitutes or yeah, was adultery, was whatever it was? And but being at as being as very young Christians having to go having mm. to come to that realization and dividing, I'm following Christ here or am I following? <laughs> yep. Amen. And I think that's what the world can't work out because the, as Christians we do need to work out that difference between it's coming through someone. I mean, the whole Bible has come to us through people in culture at a particular time and place. Mm. Um, you know, it didn't just drop out of the sky and was you know, and that's got perfection there. It's come through through people and our brokenness. So, um, yeah, great, great points to remember. Comes back to the idea that. Um, I think as a culture today too, how much we prop up people, yeah. and, and almost you know no no excuses for the sort of stuff that goes on. But I think if you prop people up, you're contributing to this idea that they're the, they hold the power. Yeah. Yep. And then when someone who doesn't know Christ from the outside is looking in, um, you've played a role in now. When they fall, they go, oh well, it mustn't be real. All you guys are hypocrites. Or that kind of yeah <coughs> yeah yeah that's a big one. Do you know? I'll throw it to you two boys. Something that kind of because because this I mean like we've just both said always just kind of working through this concept and reading Philippians something just sort of stuck out to me and I wonder if this is where Paul's coming from. He's like, it doesn't matter what you all do, mm. whatever God's called into purpose will be realized. Mm. Um, so no matter, and I think that kind of just give, gives me just a little bit of peace and in, in, in the fact that he's working through broken vessels, but at the end of the day, he's going to get done what he wants to get done. I concur. Because mm. he's, he's got it. He, at the end of the day, he's still... You concur with Paul? <laughs> I, I, yes, I don't concur with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Paul knows a thing or two, I guess. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do... Um, yeah, I'd subscribe to that mm. that uh, that reality because at at the end of the day, there's nothing that will stop the purpose of God mm. from prevailing. Um, it's just I think the challenges we've already mentioned the challenges the fallout from in relation to the world seeing the church, and then people that you know hold these people in high esteem. Mm. You know, it can really affect their faith. Mm. That's always a, an ugly thing. I've seen people walk away from their faith because of things like yeah. this. So it's a that's a horrible. So situation. how do we avoid that? Well, I think those hard conversations need to happen. The tough ones that probably aren't happening. Yeah. Um, when you, you know, say hard conversations between, are you, are you talking about calling out people for? Yeah. So okay. so in my little tiny world, yeah. my world. If I don't have people around me that really can say what they need to say and call me out on my um, junk, in, junk the in the trunk, <laughs> then I'm in trouble. Yeah. And so I think, and it's I think it's I think it's easy to talk about like oh yeah, yeah I got people that just, but the question is, do they really? Mm. And so I think if there's a lack of that happening. Yeah, I think we get ourselves in trouble because one of the instances with that some lady who who you know pressed charges on Ravi years years ago now, the board you know because of what Ravi said, mate, it's all rubbish. Yeah, I wasn't in the room, but you know what I mean. Obviously, it wasn't it didn't happen. It's all good. They were like, oh yeah, of course, mm. of course, it's it's, it's Ravi. Like, yeah, yeah, but nobody actually <coughs> did the drilling down because yeah. they just let it go. Yeah, and then years later. It, 
Yeah. So yeah. I think those hard convos need to happen. What, ab- um, what about on the other side, Brody? From, for us as believers, yeah, putting, putting too much weight on leaders and, and... Yeah, I think there's something in that too. I think yeah. there's something in... Um, we've talked about this. Uh, we've gone around the mountain a few times on... There's so many different aspects that contribute to this. There's, there's, so, there's this idea of um, being a preacher or being some kind of a leader on a platform that has this high esteem um, attached to it that is somehow a level of success. Um, I just think it's become so diluted and therefore um, people are, for one, people are getting there based off giftings and not character. Yeah. And so when you get there off gift, giftings, um, your character is going to come under attack. If you get if you make it there on character, you would think that um, you would withstand some of the temptations and stuff like you would last longer. So I think there's so much that we do on a you know on like a micro level that we prop up anyone who's got some kind of gifting. Before you know it, they're kind of in a, in a high level, um, and they've never had their That's character. True. Mm. So we we feed into the old we f- yeah. we feed into the celebrity culture. We do it. Yeah, That's right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think we do. Hundred percent. So it's a it's probably a those double edged sword or yeah. two way. Yeah. If the hard conversations are happening and then we stop propping or you know lifting this mm. whatever celebrity culture we have, to it I think we'll do a long have go to do both way. of those. Hey, because yeah, you can keep having conversations, <coughs> but at the end of the day. You keep building these massive platforms yeah. and throwing people up on them. They, it's going to keep happening. Yep. And like I said, the only people who get affected is your mate who you're trying to say, "Man, following Christ is amazing," and he's like, "Man, mm. every tattooed guy just keeps having affairs." Yeah. yeah. All the leaders yeah, just like, show me. Like yeah. first century, somebody said this to me years ago. First century apostles, preachers, whatever, were martyrs. Mm. They're all martyred except for John. Who ended up on an island called Patmos, dying pretty lonely. The rest were martyred. Yep. Today's generation of celebrities. Mm. That, that was said to me about ten <coughs> years ago, maybe yeah. more. It's worse now. Yeah, it's ten times worse. Mm. And there's a lot of a lot of truth in that. That the the, the uh, that first generation uh, ministry model doesn't really sell, does it? No, not not these days, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I'm out, mate. But like practically, so practically for believers, like someone someone who's listening, young in the faith. Potentially, might have might have got brought in by someone preaching the gospel. What what do they need? What do we need to do as as believers to mm. not get caught up so much in the celebrity culture or the celebrity preacher or the celebrity mm. ministry? There's probably some practical practical things that I've probably learnt the last couple of years um, by watching a broad range of because we all go to YouTube and we all watch different preachers. So don't get caught up in the one person. Like it's a um, like that's your go-to, you know, if it's T.D. Jakes, everything that T.D. says, I agree with. And I think when you do that, you contribute to the bubble of that person. Mm. Probably having different, like, yeah, watching a, a broad range of teachers and not looking at the size of the ministry. Because really the size of the ministry is, a, is irrelevant. That's a good point. Because that will be determined by demographic. And you'll see that by where church plants, or, or, where or it just could be good marketing. A hundred, whatever it is, that's yeah. right. It's got no, the size of the ministry has got nothing to do with the the strength or the health of the characters within it. So it's probably not looking to what's the what's the biggest thing. Um, there's a, there's amazing big things, of course, but I wouldn't make that the go to that. Oh, if that's massive and that's that's huge, then that must be um, everything around that. The character must be spot on. So I would probably just practically look at a broader range. 
Don't just nice. don't treat it like a like a pop list. Yeah, which yeah. is what we kind of do. I did it for years. Yeah. The only you know when I first got saved, all I heard of was like you know TD Jakes, Carl Lentz, Billy Graham, Dan, Dan, <laughs> Dan Pike, <Pacquiao. laughs> Dan Pike. I kept searching <laughs> for him, couldn't find him. Algorithms are good. I'm telling you, they can't. That's your marketing they, game up. They've been cancelling me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shut me down, mate. Yeah, like, like the, yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. What do you think, Dan? After no, your many years in ministry, what, do you, what have you seen? There's a lot of truth in that. What Brody said, I agree. It's it's um, you know, like if you get a broader, like you just mentioned, like politically, just jumping in the political arena for a moment because it does it does translate into my little Christian world. I do watch, uh, I'm talking about media now, social mm. media platforms. I'll watch something like CNN, then I'll jump to Fox, then I'll listen to political commentators, whether they be conservative, left, right. Um, you get like an Alex Jones, he's a, <coughs> like, you know, a nutter, yep. but he says stuff, and then this guy. So I, I do that intentionally to get mm. a more of a hold on maybe a better picture of what's actually happening. Because if I sit down and watch CNN all day, Trump's evil because he's orange, worst dude in the world. You listen to Fox all day, you know, Trump's the best thing since life's bread. So if I just stick to one or the other, and I think definitely in the church world, bringing that back to this context, mm. if all I do is listen to, you know, my favourite preacher, whoever that may be, and that's mm. just my little bubble. And I Even if inside, bring it to a get off YouTube, whatever, just in your local church. Mm. If I just think that what I do in my church is the best thing since life's bread and don't think outside mm. of that little box, <coughs> I, I will start to feed into that mm. that culture. So I've got to keep it, um, keep my mind expanded, keep it, you know, well fed, yep. not just um, feeding on chocolate. Yeah, that's fine. So they all sweet. they all look the same too. If you think about, um, if we're talking about ministries, a, there is a certain look. There's a look to. Um, the ministries right now that across across their social media and where people are going to see them, they all look the same. And one of them will set the trend and then you can literally see the following post. So the next couple of weeks, I'm talking about the graphics that someone uses. You mean like the, that time they had the round hats? I'm sorry, the muses, you know, the round oh. hat. The muses wearing the round <laughs> yeah. hat. Next, you know, the, yeah. the next version was memes about hat. that. Then they got another round hat. That dude's got a round hat. Everyone's yeah. wearing a round hat. I don't, know, I don't know what you call them. You know what I'm talking fedora. about. Fedora. I think it's a fedora. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never owned one. I'd look like an absolute tool if I wore I one. I think you could wear a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like every, every, um, all of a sudden you'll see every up and coming <coughs> charismatic preacher, it'll be the point of view angle. Angle, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. slapping these feet on the ground, and he's—it's just like—but they're all doing it. And so while some people are going, "This is amazing," I feel like the impact, and you know, like half the time, there's one scripture in sixty minutes. It's fifteen minutes of stand-up comedy at the start, yeah. just a little grind my gear section. Oh yeah. So we've got fifteen minutes of stand-up, and we've got fifteen minutes of pop um, psychology. I was gonna say like my like it was almost like cribs, like my props. <laughs> You know, like, like see how see how hectic I can go with my props, and then maybe if you're lucky, like a little soft scripture. Yeah. But then they all start doing that, yeah. and so the power of the social media is okay. This they go, oh, this is working. Everyone seems to be liking this, and then everyone's doing the same thing. And I just think that's probably the you can if you fall into that, which I did for years. You fall into that. That's all you look at. Mm. Um, you then think that's the way to go. Yeah. And then if I'm coming up through a church and I'm in this bubble of I want to be in ministry, and ministry means I have to be on staff, and I have to be either a worship leader or a preacher. 
that I'm going to go, well, I'm going to wear that jacket. I'm going <laughs> to preach like that. That's kind of the, that's what happens though. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all doing out there? <laughs> and so I just think you, you just get a lot of people who actually aren't themselves. They're just doing what they've seen. And, yeah. Um, yeah I don't so know. that'll help with the culture, celebrity culture. Yeah. And our, Feeds and, it. And that motive thing is like, mm. why well, why we do that? Well, how do you fix how do you fix motive? Oh, anyway? yeah, You've got a it's a hard thing because you can't. It's not like you can't, you know you can't like. Yeah, I I just wonder. I was just you know just thinking of global. So we're talking a lot about here about ministries that are global or have a have a large reach versus local ministry, a local community. Do you reckon that's an issue? A lot of Christians today, there's, there's, so, it's so much um, geared towards what I could, you know, what the big preacher or the person with the mm. big following is doing. Mm. There's no way in the world I'll be able to uh, um, pick apart or, or sort of discern their motive. No. Locally, I may be able to because I'm again, I'm in relationship with people. Mm. What's your thoughts, Dan? Yeah, I think locally, <coughs> I don't. I don't know how much. Say we live in Australia. If you happen to be watching this from another part of the world, Turkey, all around the world, <laughs> big up Turkey. Yeah, look, we don't Brazil. Wanna, we don't want to brag, but we're in 184 nations Canada. as we all speak. The um, but yeah, like we're in Australia, <laughs> so I think our culture is. I don't know if we really have a strong celebrity culture because of our mentality. Yeah, chop um, you down. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's honestly mm. what Australians can be like. You know, the tall poppy syndrome. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So look, it probably is there, but I don't know if it's as strong as you know, like the US and places like South America because it's part of their culture. Well, that's why everyone wants to go to America. Yeah, let's get yeah, over there. Well, that's why every church wants to go to America. Uh, I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get bigger over there. <laughs> well, I'm going to Texas, so there's, no, you there's, are. No, there's no churches there. Oh, no, there's not many. They're but running out of blocks. Running out of corners to put churches on, <laughs> but just just as a, as a, as a believer, like if you're if everything you listen to and everything you consume is like if we're talking about you know staying away from putting all your chips on into a particular ministry, mm. if it's all just global and it's something that you don't have um, skin in the game or you're not part of that locally, do yeah. you think that matters? I, I, I honestly oh, think it does. The one thousand yeah. percent in in relation to that. Oh. Man, because I am at at the base of my nature. I'm a local church guy. I've done a lot of stuff around the world, preaching, whatever. But I write it, mate. Wrap it up. <laughs> well, listen, I just I was saying the podcast in 100. Chop him down. The podcast <laughs> in 184. That, but I've been in 194 yes, countries. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's funny. I've actually been to every country. Yeah. So. <laughs> I preached in Antarctica, man. You know? <laughs> I remember Somalia. That was tough. <laughs> tough gig, Somalia. You know those times that uh, I was in, uh, uh, being bombed on while I was. The Lord uh, sent me there, though. I'm just, you know. <laughs> I have no idea what we were just talking about. I actually didn't even hear the question. The question was, um, you know, we're talking about broken vessels. Yes, and we've gone down the church. Po- yeah, yeah. So I'm a local church guy. Yeah. yeah. So I am big on, man. Who, who, who am I? You know, what am I part of? What am I contributing to? Both time, energy, effort. Give talent, finance. What am I? What am I putting into mm. in my own backyard? That to me matters a massive amount. I'm actually, to be honest, not really worried about what's happening across the world in that regard. And that's the thought. Like as believers, if we put more weight on what was happening locally, we wouldn't be propping up the bubble. Mm. We would be in each other's lives. Mm. Maybe less falls would happen because we've got our eyes on Jesus, not on what we're building. Mm. No, I agree. Yeah, you. It's funny when um, I've heard Mark say a few times like. 
I care about what's happening on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said on Sunday, he's like, yep. it's great what's happening everywhere else, but I live here. Yep. I'm sewing into here. I'm, I'm um, meeting with people here. I care what happens here. And I, I'd never thought about that a lot, but it's kind of powerful when he says, like, I get it. Like, I yep. get what he's saying. It's really yeah. important. Yeah, I agree. So, oh, I'm going to ask you a question. So what about the old Galatians? Because we've kind of drilled down on a bit drilled a bit down on the old motive mm. but Galatians is now talking about a different gospel that's a touchy one it is a touchy I, one I actually feel like there's people preaching the gospel today that are that are pretty rep, you know big names I'm not going I'm not going to be throwing names out but I'm like man I don't know if that's the gospel because mm. Paul has a big problem with that yeah to me it seems clear what was that video we, was it us yeah you put on the th- thread with that guy Talking about Jesus being racist? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was full on. Oh, that's that was weird. But he believed Whacked. it. I was looking, I was like, yeah, this guy actually believes it. Yeah. Apparently he's a Christian, I think. Yeah, yeah he's, we, he's, he's a reverend. He's a what? He's a, he's a reverend. I, I don't know what denomination. Is he reverend or a reverend? No, nah, he, he looked very young. No, he was, he is. Was he? Yeah. Right. Hashtag progressive, it said. Progressive yeah. Christian. That's progressive. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's he's come at, um, he's preached like he's, I almost feel like he's called a social justice and yep. that's the lens he brings to the text. So everything he interprets and exegetes oh. out of the text. <laughs> I think that's an eisegete. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's through that lens. But so, so expand on that more. What do you reckon about the coming to the Galatians, the the other gospel? Yeah, you, you got to have. You got to be uh, pretty sure calling people out on that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, you. That's why we're switching to Brody now. Go, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's a big, it's a big topic. I think today, I've, I. Um, but how par- do you know? How do you know? Well, that's just it. I, uh, there's obviously discernment plays a part in this. When you hear yep. something, you'll just be like, just kind of your hair start to prickle up when someone's saying something that's not quite right. Um, but again, it's when you have the wrong or the other gospel, the wrong gospel with a with a bad motive. They're the ones where really your discernment should be all over that. Yeah, you should be kind of like this guy, like like that video, like that it's video. Weird yeah, I, f- I just looked at him and was like, well, this guy. I actually yeah, looked that's at clear. it, and rather rather than going, this guy's an idiot. I was like, I hope this guy hasn't got reach. Yeah, because it's like if he's getting up there saying this stuff, and he obviously does have reach. If he's sitting there doing videos on it, and mm. it looked like it wasn't the first video he did. And he was communicating pretty clearly and pretty well, but what he was communicating was way off. I won't even mention it because I don't want people looking it up because yeah. it's just messed up. But yeah. um, that's the wrong gospel. I don't know. Does he think he's? He didn't come across though, like he was a bad person. I didn't. What did you feel like mm-hmm. he was like? He just came across like a guy who was a I bit did, yeah. cooked. Yeah, he came came across as the guy that is. He really thought very, he was right. Yeah. Very, very sincere, yeah, but sincerely wrong mm. in his uh, summation of the gospel of Christ. Because mm. he basically, if you haven't seen, he basically called called Jesus a racist mm. and used the scripture. And uh, so, yeah, I think he's sincere but sincerely wrong. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so for people that are listening, break down some things we should look at. We should uh, look out for for the gospel to be preached clear and proper. So hard because <laughs> I think a uh, reason I say it's hard is because I think it's today's generation we attach the gospel or the growth of the growth of something 
where the gospel's being preached, the growth of it is the is class that makes it the success. So then that is that must be right because it's it's big, growing, it's growing, it's big, it's happening, and there's like gazillions of people that are following that. So it's got to be it's got to be right. So it's I, don't, I actually not sure I even know the answer because yeah. I I there's guys like John MacArthur. Mm. Who, who I, I track him quite a lot. There's some things he, he said, and I theologically I don't agree with whatever, but there's a large amount of what he has taught. I'm like, man, this guy's a genius. But then he's done things like he held a conference a few years ago. It's called Strange Fire. Literally sits there with a panel, calls out l- names of ministries and churches, and they, they put a video on, and they will destroy it and strip it apart. Strip it apart. And that, I was like, man, what are you doing? Mm. You're, you're literally gunning down your fellow soldier mm. and brother in the fight. Um, so there's things about him that I love, but then there's things about Piper I love. And then there's – so John Piper's another, you know, mm. not the other guy, yeah. um, Calvinist. So I, I'm not even sure I know the answer because I watch a lot of this stuff and I hear things and I'm like, oh. Um, Discernment. Yeah. One, one thing you just said there, I think, if anyone can take anything out of this episode, is the the false notion that because something's big, God's behind it, yep. or it's the gospel. Mm-hmm. What, what's your thoughts on that, Brody? Yeah, I, I mean, the real simple one is you've got to read your own Bible. So you've got to, like, you might, if you're hearing something, um, whether it sounds amazing or whether it sounds off, you can't just get your fix or feed off the pastor or the preacher. He can communicate whatever message he wants, um, but I think you've still got to read your Bible. You've got to read your Bible yourself and have your own revelation. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, wow, that's a really good answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here, I'm not real sure, mate. <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't really know. And, mate, mate, read your Bible. You'd be right. <laughs> I mean that as a, yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. to me now, but that's a really good point. Um, read your damn Bible. And... Um, but do I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think of any churches, um, like big churches, that I would say have the wrong gospel. I can't think of any. Um, I think there's a lot of big churches that are like just um, they're not preaching. I wouldn't say they're preaching the whole counsel of God, but that doesn't mean the gospel they do share is wrong. I, I, I don't know of any. I'm sure there would be, but I don't know of any big churches that we see on social media or. You know that that you would go. Oh, that's the wrong gospel. Yeah. Um, you would, you I, would say it's more maybe leans towards. Oh, like it might be just seeking sensitive yeah, for whether it's prosperity or you know they lean. Heavily. Yeah, they lean heavily one way. But yeah. I don't know any of the top of my head that would go. Man, that they're not no one that I would watch or know yeah. of. No big names. There would be some ones out there that are a bit like, bit off. I'm sure there's a lot that are just very old school and religious. I'm just talking about Pentecostal churches that I know of. I can't think of anything. Any of that so what about the whole, if we think about, we were mucking around about exegesis, the eisegesis, you know. Break it quick, down, break yeah, it down quick, for, the, for quick, the listeners. Quick synopsis, you know, exegesis is, um, you know, leading out from the scripture. So it's not putting my, uh, eisegesis is putting my interpretation, my, my thought, my perception of that scripture Putting so I'm leading into it. In other words, I'm giving my opinion on it. Mm. Unhealthy. Exegesis is actually what is what is the context? What is it actually saying? Not what do I think it's saying? So I think a lot of eisegesis happens. I, I would agree. A I, lot I of think eisegesis. That's yeah, yeah, it's it's 
it's like to me the more i watch it the more it makes me sick actually i'm like man dude i'm not sure how you got that yeah. out of that mm. and i've i've actually i feel like i said this to some guys the other night i do a this preaching communication thing in our banquets we do i've been doing it the last few thursdays and i said to them i've had to repent from my eisegesis that i've done heavily in my younger days and uh, i think it does happen a lot is that the wrong gospel that, that's that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Is it is it maybe I don't know. Um, as an example, I want to give mm. an example, yep. and then you tell me. So um, Jesus heals Jairus's daughter. Mm. You know, he, he Jairus comes to him. Jesus, my daughter's not well. <coughs> Come heal her. Jesus says, "All right, I'll go with you." On his way, heals the woman with the issue of blood. The boys turn up. Jairus's cronies, minions, servants turn up, say, Jairus, sorry to tell you, man, your, your daughter's not dying, she's now dead. Jesus looks at him and says, man, just just believe. They keep going. Eventually he gets to the house, raises them from the dead. Mm. Beautiful. I've preached on that, which heavily eyes Jesus. So as an example, the point where he said to the crowd, he said, no, like when Jairus's mates came to him, mm. he said to them, to the crowd, he, the Bible says he didn't lot, did literally didn't let anyone go with him any further on that journey except for Peter, James, and John, and obviously Jairus. Yep. And they go to the house. So I said, Jesus, I've preached about this. Going, what is it that you need to stop from bringing on that journey of faith that God's asked you to stop? Now it doesn't say this in the scripture. He just stopped the crowd from coming. Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't matter. I've read into it, and I've preached like this. Like, what is God? What do you need to stop? Draw the line in the sand. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. stop breaking, dragging those things that God has told you to leave behind. And who are your companions of faith? Peter, James, and John, the apostle of hope, apostle mm. of faith, apostle of um, love. And then, you know, he gets to the house and the Bible says he removes them out of the, everyone out of the room because they're laughing. Mm. You know the story, right? Mm. Yeah. And he removes everyone out. And I've talked about that. I've literally said, what is the atmosphere you need to change? Yeah. Even Jesus knew this. He removed that negative attitude and spirit out of the room. Mm. And if Jesus knew it, then we need to know it. And, but actually, I look at him and go, it didn't say that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say your interpretation is like completely wrong, though. Thanks, because now I feel a lot better. I'm going <laughs> to pull it out <laughs> like, again. I don't know. <laughs> I know um, yeah, I, know, knowing that story like that, um, especially that element, I wouldn't say that. I mean, when, whenever Jesus removes something, it's for a reason. Yeah. So I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that. But I think what a lot of um, preachers these days might do is, I've got a really cool line, because this is going to hype them. Where's a scripture I can so back put it this up. in? Proof yeah. texting. So that's different. It's like, I want to talk to people about getting stuff out. Yeah. Find a scripture. Uh, yeah. This will work. Well, that's, yeah. what you're, that's what you're highlighting there, isn't it? Yeah, so that's what I am You highlighting. might have yeah. found it like that, which is probably like, yeah, maybe not the way to do it. But the context of it isn't like, yep. isn't wrong. I don't think it's wrong yeah. anyway. When I hear that, I go, I don't find that's wrong. I just find that um, you probably just had a cool line that's like, Hey, this is how I tell people <laughs> to get some stuff out of their room, you know? <laughs> it's like it's, a, it's a fine line, yeah, is what I'm saying. I, I, that's, what, that's the word that comes to my head without saying it. There's, there's another one that um, uh, gets used and ripped out and pulled out many, many times is without a vision, the people perish. Oh, my gosh. And people way smarter than me. <laughs> one guy says the most botched verse. <laughs> oh. And, and the, the, the correct... Um, Massively botched. Yeah, the, the knowledge of God. Hey? It means knowledge of God. Exactly. So without, if you you know you throw it without a proper revelation of God, you you mm. you're leading down the path of death. It's not. 
Doesn't, um, it, doesn't it mean without knowing what we're going to do <laughs> and build? So you so the I, lead up to Vision Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know if it is the wrong gospel, like what, what Paul's stating in Galatians. Yeah. But I think there's a, there is a danger. With, so I would say in that context, though, say will we hear that um, without, without vision the people perish and they're talking about miracle offering that's coming up and we're going to build something right out, what happens all the time. Out of whack. That is the wrong gospel. Yeah. Because you're taking a word, which has been lost in translations, right? <laughs> Bang! <laughs> only Beautiful. It only took 15 episodes <laughs> to get there. Right? But that is, that is the wrong gospel. Because you're taking something, you go, I'm going to make this work for me. Mm. I feel like what you were talking about, Dan, is that's just um, that's just a guy yeah. who's like, I want to say this, this works. Yeah. It's not but, the wrong gospel. But would you, okay, would you say, maybe not wrong, but would you say it's a slippery slope? Yeah. That's how I see I said Jesus is a slippery, slippery slope of constantly putting, because this is what this is If what you're always mean, trying to put yourself in it. Which is what yeah. happens a lot, of, I think, in today's generation of preaching. Mm. I think we put our, I think what we do is we put us in the middle of the story. Yeah. Mm. When actually it's not even about us, actually. If mm. you read the word, mm. there's so much about it that actually always points back to God, back to Jesus, and it's not, it doesn't stop at us. But, mm. but I said Jesus puts us, in other words, I'm not David. <laughs> David oh, the other ones. We're, we're not Israel. Yeah, yeah we're not Israel. But I'm not David. I'm yeah. not going to be fighting a Goliath. Yes, I get it. There's a metaphor. I'm going to have a giant. I'm going to have things going to come against me. Mm. Yeah. But that's where I, I think maybe it gets a bit, a bit sketchy. Yeah. Um, is it wrong? I don't I agree with you. Mm. I don't think it's. You don't agree with me? No, I do. <laughs> I don't think it's. <coughs> no, no, yeah. A, a slippery slope. A slippery slope yeah. to you end up. Because yeah. Paul, let me. Paul's saying. I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of mm. Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Mm. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So how have you changed now in, in ways that you obviously... Oh, I mean, um, you're definitely not as charismatic when you preach, I suppose. That's one you <laughs> for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, I would, I would he sits on a chair, opens up the Bible, and reads. I, I would actually agree with it's you. It's really boring. <laughs> if you got a problem with it, check your heart. <laughs> no, but so how would you? Because um, you do still bring, uh, obviously, uh, um, obviously this, obviously this offline. I've been loving your preaching lately. It's been amazing. Yeah. I never had anything to compare it to, but it's been great. <laughs> just don't get on, because I have millions of videos. I get on YouTube just <laughs> six years ago yeah. in your uh, Yeezys. <laughs> No, oh, so wow, how have wow. you? How have you? Um, Did you have glasses? You they were fake, though. Yeah. Like you didn't actually <laughs> need them. The clear ones, <laughs> uh. bro. Now I think I have endeavoured to stay ex, you know, exegesis of of actually not, um, you know, led into it. Of uh, I think I'm allowing mm. the scripture more to what is it actually saying and mm. taking my interpretation and my spin out of it. So the other week I preached on Acts one. Mm. There was no, there was no ice to Jesus in that. I said there was notable obedience. Mm. Jesus said to them, "Go back to Jerusalem," and they went back to Jerusalem. That's obedience. They heard what he said. They mm. obeyed. They were together in one accord. Notable unity. Yeah. That's not. That's not ice to Jesus. It literally says they're in one accord. Mm. So I've endeavoured to stay true to that. Yeah. yeah. And the third one was that you know it was notable prayer. And I said they prayed with in prayer and supplication. Mm. So I. Yeah, I, I've really had a heavy every time I'm prepping. Yeah, I've, I've, that's sitting in my mind. Whereas before, it was more: how does this? How do I? How do I fit into this? Do you care less now? Um, 
do you care less? Do you care less now? Is that the way to say it? I care less about a whole lot of things. <laughs> do you care less now about <laughs> about how you make people feel in the message? Like, as in, do you want them, do you do you think now I just want people to hear the truth as opposed to maybe you used to feel like I want people to get jacked up? Yeah, oh, uh, yes. Is that a big part yeah. of it? Yes, I think so. Before, man, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted want to... Have that Twitter be, quote, that, wanted, that banger. I, I want to get them pumped, I want to get them amped, I want <laughs> yeah. to get them like, dude, you are the man. Yeah. Definitely. These days, I'm like, man, who gives a, yeah. who gives a rip? Now mm. it's do about... They, do they see Jesus? Yeah. You know? And I think, yeah, anyway. So why'd you use that massive prop, the spa bath you had there? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, That's he didn't uh, use a prop. Just oh, mate, I was, at least I had my, at least I had my budgie oh, smugglers yeah. on in that spa. <laughs> Axe 2 is going to be coming down, floating down from the top. <laughs> I am the Holy Spirit. Oh, We've built this tower. <laughs> There's not a long way to come on the top from our roof. <laughs> That's true. I do not. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you I was going to say, really sort of, as we as we land this plane, kind of trying to sum up a bit. I think the 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 responsibility is on us as believers to really get into our Bibles. Yep. Mm. Easier for some than others uh, because of our different bents and personalities, etc. But I can, you know, as as you mature in Christ, you pick this stuff out easier yep. as you go along. Mm. Um, I think it's a good, healthy thing to question what you're. Hearing from the pulpit, hmm. true. Have a good spirit about it. So don't true. mean like jump up there. As soon yeah, as don't question. Oh, do you know? Right. Do you know when you said um, Samuel two? <laughs> that's actually it was actually Samuel three. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pastor Des, he's, he's twitching. Um, uh, yeah, but I think um, having a yeah, like not just putting your mind away. Like you know, God told us to love him, love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. Hmm. Bringing our mind to the text, bringing our mind to what we hear. Yep. Um, yeah. What's your What's your you boys' thoughts to wrap up? Closing thoughts, Dan. From you. Closing thoughts would be, oh man, I feel like I'm just reiterating what you said because I really love when when you asked me earlier, what do you think? Oh, I don't really know, mate. <laughs> Brody, read the Bible. <laughs> but there is a real, there's a real strong. I I um, yeah, I feed off you know preaching, but I have always you know not like in a religious or you mm. know I read the bible hours and hours upon the, every day but I read the I read the word yeah and and dead said I've done this from since I gave my life to Christ at 17 it's part of my nature if a preacher's preaching and he's reading from the bible I literally would read it while yeah. he's reading it mm. and part of me doing that was I was actually checking on him mm. like I was like is no, good, you, you're reading from the Bible. Okay, yeah. good, keep going. Mm. I feel like our generation, man, that you could, you, honestly, I feel like you could get up as a preacher and say something that just sounds good yeah. mm. and it has nothing to do with the Bible, but yeah. everyone's like, hey, man, man, yeah. that was good. Because the, they're, they're not reading it. I'm about to read from the book of Brody. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> so read the word and, um, you know, get a get good people around you. And, man, I think it would be a good journey. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think, um, yeah. Nothing more besides that. I think that's something I've learned. So I, b- I believe in that a lot. Like, not to um, don't be lazy. Yeah, not to get it all from like they call them. What they call them, like fat Christians or yeah, whatever yeah. term is. Yep. Don't just sit there and consume. Uh, I mean, you can, but yep. who's to say what you're consuming is spot on? Yeah. It's going to be limited because no one man has every revelation. Hundred percent. It's yep. um what he sees. In to be honest, we've spoken about this before, but what that one preacher or pastor or leader how they perceive god 
so much of it has come from external factors, their upbringing, yeah. their experiences, their bubble, their, besides their word that they're reading. So if you're just to sit there and just consume what they say, and then you go to your best friend who's not saved yet, and you regurgitate what he mm. says, and then he does that, and then you just find out 10 years later, oh, remember we used to say that without vision, the people perish? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And so I was like, Very so nice. yeah, that's yeah. my closing thoughts. It's, yeah. it's the same, not just the one it's person. <laughs> so let's, let, let's read our Bibles read and maybe Bibles. just a good, a good little check to say is all I'm consuming one or two people. Yeah. Expand the horizons. All right. Mm. Thanks for listening. No doubt the analytics are going to be off the chain of course. after this, oh, this episode. Following <laughs> ship through the roof. All right. Thanks for listening. Bless you, you all.